You might hear maybe a man say to his wife, woman, the word of God say, submit to me. Submit. We are asking submission. We use the word of God. It's like a, as we fit, it's advantageous. And we use it sometime to bargain with God. If you do this, I will do this. We use it sometime to believe that we can force God to do things. But the greatest blessing of Christianity, the greatest blessing that God has given us, the greatest verse, I will say, in the Bible, the greatest revelation in the Bible is in those single verse. Christ say, how should you pray? And he say, when you pray, say this, our Father in heaven. Those are the greatest verse for you and me in the Bible. Not our master, not our maker, not our king of kings, even though he is all those titles, not our rulers of the universe, not our creator, but he say our father. So therefore, before I go forward, I would like to stay at this word, father. Father, if God wants us to call a father, somehow he has put in us what is a father. Because we have been created in his image. He created us in his image. So if we look in, uh, in Genesis, this is what is written in the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, he said, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. So when God, he's saying, call me a father, he has created you, he has put this image in us already. And sometimes we might think father, it's a, it's sometimes we call father, we have the title father because just we, we biologically conceive someone. I have four children. But a father is more than conceive someone. I remember when I went to see this Nobel Peace Prize with Dr. McQuigge, there were some of those ladies that was giving testimony. It was heartbreaking. And one, some of those testimony, it was girl, woman, that has been raped, that has been used as a weapon. And they were thrown by the family, by the village. They were throwing, everybody was despising them. And he was picking those women. Some has given birth to those children. And when I was listening to those testimonies, I, I know that those rapists, 
those criminals was not father. They were rapists. They were criminals. But I could see that Dr. Mukwege was a father. He was a father to the image that God was creating. A father, he was there to take in care, to provide. As a father, he was watching over those people, helping them, stretching a hand. And when God said to me, to us, call us as a father, this is the image. Satan wants to destroy this image of father. Today you hear a lot of things done by father. You hear abuse. You hear mistreatment. You hear beating. You hear people going away from their duties, abandoning their family. But God never abandoned us. Even when we sinned, when we did something wrong, he didn't move away. He didn't walk away. In the toughest time, he showed himself a father by giving us life. A father is not a biological title. It's not something made by nature. But a father was coined in heaven before even you and I was created, before mankind was created. God has coined what is it a father. And this is why he said, let no man separate what God has united when it's come to the marriage of a man and a woman. It was because he knew that that image that he has coined in us, that image of a father was very important because it, it was that same image he wanted to use to identify himself to us. Now imagine we spit on that image. We use a father as a brute. We use a father to mistreat. How, how a child now, when it comes to those verses, to pray, to say, oh, father, how a child, how someone who has been abused. It will take a lot of process, a lot of healing, a lot of way to understand that. That image of a father, that person has experienced, has nothing to do with the image of a father that God is telling us to call him. Our father who are in heaven. You are a child of God. I am a child of God. Therefore, I cannot do what I want. I have to accept my situation. So, when we say, our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, those are the greatest blessing, the greatest verse for me, for God called me his, father, his child. And follow that, Jesus said those wonderful words. Verily, verily, I tell to you, whoever believes in me will do the work I have been doing and will do even greater things than this because I am going to the Father. This is the beginning of Christianity. You become a child of God. This is a start. When you give your life to Christ, 
This is the beginning. This is the end of Christianity. You become exactly like Christ. You do exactly the work as Christ was doing. You have reached the perfect image of Christ. And everything between this should point to that end. Anything in life, anything I do on this earth, if I have one goal, it should be to end that destination. To be like Christ, to start doing the, Christ, the work that Christ was doing. To be transformed from glory to glory to the likeness of Christ. It means if I have this state of mind, anything that takes me away from that destination, I will discard them. Anything that doesn't make me do the work that Christ was doing, I should discard them. Anything that make me a brute, I should discard them. Anything that make me a liar, I should discard them. For Christ is not a liar. Anything that make me a thief, I should discard them. Anything that make me to have a, to have a let's say to live a inner morality, I should discard them. Anything that make me despise the image of God in me, I should discard them. Because Christ is not those things. Christ has never been a brute. Christ has never been a judgmental. Christ has never destroyed the weak one. As Pastor Frank was reading, even the children, when they come to him, he didn't reject them. He didn't say, well, I'm too busy for you. He welcomes them. They bring the sinner, the prostitute to him. He didn't start judging her. He welcomes them. But at the same time, Christ was not living by lying to people, by speaking bad, by receiving people coming and talking bad around other disciples. Christ was not giving his ears to falsehood. He was not giving his ears to, to criminal words, to, to, to despising God's creation. Christ was not giving his ears to those things. Therefore, you and I, if we really believe those verses, if I really believe I am a son of God, if I really believe that I am a child of God, if I really believe those words that I have to become like Christ, I don't need anything else. This is those as the greatest blessing that a man, human being can have. It means I will fight whatever situation I am. I will fight. Whatever situation I stand, I will fight because I know, I know, I know that God says I will be like Christ. I don't have food today. I will fight, not for the food, but to be like Christ in the middle of not having food. For Christ was, did not have food. He did not have a house. He did not have a place to stay. But he was still Christ. He was still loving. He was still helping. He was still welcoming people. 
People say, some people believe he was crazy because he was working so much. But he was still welcoming them. Christ. Christ knew who he was. Christ was not putting culture before the kingdom of God. He was not putting his status position before the kingdom of God. Sometimes we put our tribe before the kingdom of God. I will speak maybe against someone else who is not of my tribe because I consider we are in the same tribe. But even that person I am using, I am set, I am backing. It's maybe a sinner, someone who doesn't even belong to the kingdom of God. But I am preferring joining that than supporting my brothers that Christ has given me, my sisters that Christ has given me. But Christ never says that. This is not the end. Christ never used. When people come to Christ, they say, your family is there. What did he say? My mother, my sister, are those who are doing the work of God. He identified to them. If you are his brother and you are despising God, he will not support you more than those who are working for the kingdom of God. He will support those working the kingdom of God. This is Christ. This is supposed to be you. This is supposed to be me. This is supposed to be who am I? Which means uh, you have to reach to the point where you as a fully, truly embrace the kingdom of God. You cannot be halfway. I cannot come to church, do activities, bet my heart when coming, leaving the church, I live like I want. No, there is no such thing. It's not possible. Because I will never reach that point where I'm supposed to do the work that Christ was doing. I have to give up. And this is why, as Christian, the greatest Christian, you have to ask yourself, like this rich man when he come to Christ. He said, Lord, Master, I've been following the law. I've been doing everything that the law requires. I've been paying my tithe and everything. And Christ looked at him. And Christ, Bible says, Christ says, now go. Yes, you have been doing those things. Now go and sell everything that you have. And come and follow me. Now as a Christian, we have to ask yourself, have we sell everything I have? Did I sell my tribe? Did I sell my country? Did I sell my family? For Christ's sake, if you love me, if you don't love me more than your family, you cannot be my disciple. Did you sell your family? When I mean selling, not despising them, no. But did you put Christ before? If you go in your family, and someone is speaking bad of your brother in Christ, with whom will you stand? With your family because you're a family or with the kingdom of God? If your best friend come and start talking bad of a child of God, with whom will you stand? With your best friend or with someone who is a kingdom of God? Or with your brother and sister who in heaven? If your wife and your husband 
did something wrong to you, with whom will you stand? Will you go away, walk away? Or will you stand with the kingdom of God? To say, I will not separate what God has united. With whom will you stand? With whom, whom I put more? Which priority I've put in my life? This is the kingdom of God. This is Christ. Christ, I have to make a choice. Christ is not a religion. Christ is not coming on church on Sunday, singing praise and worship. Those are good, but this is not Christ. Christ is this. Christ is me, continues the work he was doing. He said, I'm going, but now, since we are family, and this is where I see this verse is true. This is where I see God is my father because of this one. For he said, because I'm going. And he said, you will do greater work. And I see now the heart of a father. Because I want my children to be better than me. I want them to do more than me. I want them to do higher education than me. Because I, am, I have this heart of a father for them. And I see he is the same, the same spirit in God. The same spirit in Christ. He said, oh, even though Christ could have done much more, but he said, yeah, but I want my children to do more. I want them, I want them to have the joy to do more than me. And this is the heart of a father. This is, this is the greatest sign. If anything in the Bible you could not believe about God really loving you as a child, this one, the fact that he said, you will do even greater than I did. This, those words should remove all doubt about the love of God for you as a children, as a child. This is the exact spirit of a father, of a mother, of a parent to want the children to do better than them, to perform better than them. But you have to choose. You have to make your mind. We and I, we have to make our mind. And before I continue, I would like to show you a story that I have cuckooed. I will ask your imagination. This is car. All of you know what is a car. Now imagine the, the society of car, in the society of car, where some were born with round wheel. Some car decide, okay, I want to go with square wheels, like those ones. This will have some inconvenience. The manufacturer does not create with square wheels for a reason. But the car, the society of car have believed they have evolved to a point of intellectually, you know, yeah, actually we can, we can be square wheels. And since like some of them, like definitively this gray, this gray will not be able to move, they say, okay, maybe society of car should make something to allow someone to transport it. 
We should have some other cars that can help us, that can transport us when we want to move, because we cannot move with square wheels. At the same time, I feel that I have square wheels. I'm a car with square wheels. I feel that I want to have square wheels. <laughs> Those definitely are German cars. <laughs> So the thing is like square wheels car will have trouble. But if the society of car decides that they will have square wheels, why not? If it's a free world where everybody decides what they want. And in the type of wheel, some decide, okay, why not having special wheel to drive in the snow? Because after all, if it's snowing, it can be a problem. And those cars found that actually, if I have those kind of wheels in the snow, they work well. And those cars might decide, ah, I prefer those kind of wheels to drive in the snow. And some might decide, ah, finally, I prefer those kind of wheels to drive in the snow. And some will work better, some will not work. Some will get crushed, some will not. Some will, some will have troubles. And some, you have even tire for rain. So what is the purpose I want to show you here? The purpose of the car was to transport people. If the function, the main function is to transport people, Depending on their environment, I will have the right tire. And if the purpose is to carry people, there are some choice I will never do, even though they are offered to me, even though I can do them. I will never do them if the purpose is to carry people. So it means that those kind of choice, I will not do them. Those kind, I will not uh, go with square wheel. I will not go maybe with winter tire in summer. I will not go maybe with summer tire in winter if the purpose is to carry people. The same way, if my purpose is to be like Christ, there are choices I will never do. Even though around me, they are available. There are choices that not even exist for me. Even though society tell like society make law and say that, yeah, you can do it. I will not do them because I know my purpose is to be like Christ. Not just to be a car, but to be like Christ. You are not just to be a human being, you are to be like Christ. You are not to be, you are just not to be a Ghanaian or a Congolese or a Norwegian or a French or whatever. We are to be like Christ. That purpose defines the choice I can do in life. Which means that I cannot do anything I want. 
Because I have choose to be questioned. Nobody force you. Nobody force me. I have choose. I have come to a point I say, yes, God is my salvation. I shall trust in him. I believe that Christ died for me. If I say those words and I believe in them, automatically it defines a choice I can do. I cannot go around and messing with other people's life. I cannot go like this and leave my family because I feel, oh, the people around me are doing it. I cannot start back snacking people in my church because people are doing it. I cannot lie, living in lie, living in deception, living in deceiving people because it's like around me society is working. No, the choice defines the purpose defines the choice I can do. Therefore, as children of God, I cannot do any choice. You cannot do any choice. And this is why those, those verse, those verse, now the Lord is spirit, and where there is spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. And we all, who is on veil face, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed to his image with ever-increasing glory, which come from the Lord, who is a spirit. The Lord is spirit. This is a choice. The choice is that Christ said, I will send you the Holy Spirit, because God is spirit. Therefore, you and I, we have a destiny. We have a destiny to be like Christ. Every day, I have to make choices that bring me closer to a destiny. Whether I work, whether I'm unemployed, whether I'm in difficulties, whether I don't have work, whether, whether I am sick, whatever the situation, which is the environment, I will put the right tire. But I will never change the purpose of my life. When it's winter, I put the winter tire. When it's summer, I put the summer tire. When it's raining, I put a rain tire. But the purpose is still the same. To carry on. You are your purpose as long as you have accepted Christ. Don't change it. Don't change it. Keep that purpose. Keep that purpose. This is why God created you. He has given you a purpose. He said, I am your father. I want you to be like me. Therefore, do everything in your power. Everything to never change that purpose. If you really have accepted Christ. So therefore, never accept. Never accept to be a Christian. Do not accept to be a Christian. Do not accept to be a Pentecostist. Do not accept to be anything but to be called a child of God. This is different. I can be a Pankotist, but not a child of God. I can be a Christian, but not a child of God. But if I'm a child of God, if I have Jesus Christ in my life, if I'm being transformed from glory to glory to the likeness of Christ, I will be a blessing for this world. And the purpose the glory of God will be revealed in me and in you. So therefore, when we see those verses, 
This spirit you receive does not make you slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share his in suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. I would like, really, that today, when you leave this place, that you stop being a Christian, but that you all become a child of God, a child of Jehovah, a child of God in Jesus Christ. It's a different mentality. Because, you see, one is religion. Being Christian is religion. It's do this, do that. But being a child of God is a purpose-driven. I have a purpose, which means I have a goal. The goal is to be like Jesus, which means until I see I'm doing the Christ, the work that Christ was doing, I will push on. I will move on. Until I see that I will do the work that Christ was doing. I love people like Christ was loving people. I forgive people like Christ was forgiving people. Until I can see I'm doing those things, I will push on. I will move on. I say, Lord, I want to be more like Christ. I want to be more like Christ. Until when people, until I can come to a place, people see me talking. They say, oh, Christ is there. And this is the greatest compliment uh, someone can do to a father. Well, I remember when the children were small, when people say, oh, they look like their father. I was proud. <laughs> I say, girls should look like their father. <laughs> yes, I was proud. This is why they are beautiful. They look like their father. Okay, so there's someone has a room for me tonight. I see. <laughs> I need witness home tonight. <laughs> no, but the, the mother is very beautiful. So I am very lucky. You know. But the, to, to, to bring to, to conclusion, I would like to, to read those. In Hebrew 12, they say, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See that no one falls short of the grace of God and, to, and that no bitter root grow up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or, go, or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance right as the oldest son. Having a purpose, being a child of God, He's taking seriously your calling. Your calling to be at peace with everyone. Your calling to be holy, for God is holy. Your calling to sanctify yourself. Your calling is to always work with the Holy Spirit with you. Here, me who is talking to you, the pastor who is teaching you, all of us have only one purpose, that you 
understand that your calling is with God, not with this church, not with a congregation. Your calling is with Christ. Your calling is with Jesus. So it doesn't matter that you belong, what you're belonging, what you have been born, what you have been baptized. Those are useless if your calling is not with Christ. It means that you have to be awake. You have to stand up. Our goal is to give you enough food so that you stand up. Because you have to be able to run. For God has created you for that. You are a car made by the best car manufacturer with an engine that can go zero to 100 in less than a second. This is what God has created you. You have to start that engine. You need to start that engine. Don't put square wheels on you. Around you, if people put square wheels, let them do it, but don't put it. Please, know who you are. Do not look for mankind to tell you who you are. God has already tell you who you are. He said, you are my children. You have created you to be like Christ. Call me father. This is who you are. You are the greatest product that has been created. This is why Christ died for you. Christ didn't die for us because we are some kind of junk. Life of Christ is precious. It's the most precious life. Why the most precious life will go and die at the cross for junk? Why the most precious life will go and die if we are worthless? So don't say you are worthless. You have a price. Jesus Christ is that price. Christ is not worthless. He is the most expensive of all creation. There is nothing above him. He has a name that is above all names. Therefore, when you look at yourself, please be proud of what God has made you. Be proud of who you are. Men might despise you, but be proud. Know who you are so that you run according to your purpose, so that you run according to who you are. And this is what God has said in Isaiah before even Christ came. A highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Weak, fool will not go about on it. No lion will be there, no any ravenous beast. They will be not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. This is the highway that Christ has created. They might be lion, but they are not of God. They are not on the way. If you see lion, they are not from God. They are not on that way. If you see uncleanness, they are not on the way. This is how you know that you are walking on the way. You will look, you will do everything to be what God has made you. And when you meet uncleanness, you know that they are not on your way. For on that way there is no uncleanness. When you see people devouring each other, you know they are not on the way. This is why Christ said, by their fruit, you shall know them. By their fruit, not by the word. Do not judge people by word, but by their fruit. 
If you see lion, you know they are not on their way. If you see unclean, you know they are not on their way. If you see weak fools, you know they are not on their way. So therefore, this is why you need to know who you are. As a church, we have a purpose. We have a purpose for this city as a church. As an individual, God has given me a purpose. But as a church, I have also a purpose. And that purpose is to be the light. A light in this city. And that light, it doesn't mean that everybody in the church are on the way. Because a church, see the church like a hospital. Where you find the most sick people are in the hospital. And it's normal. They have to come to be, to be healed. But you who are on the way, you who has been saved, you need to know who you are. So that, for example, you don't start, if someone hurts you, you don't leave the church. If someone speaks bad to you, you don't leave the church. Because you are there to be a healer. It's like the doctor leaves the hospital because someone came and sick. No. What's the purpose of that hospital? What's the purpose? Why, why having a hospital? Imagine I came to the hospital, ah, I can, uh, you, you cough on me and uh, you are sick, so yeah, I have to go. So, which means that I have defeated my purpose. God has de- made me, he has made you to be a light, to be a healer, to, to, to heal the brokenhearted, to heal those that need healing, to, to, need, to help those that are lost. There are many who are lost, many who is blind, many who doesn't know who they are. They need someone to tell them. They need a hand. They need someone to lay a hand on them. You are that person. Therefore, be who you are in Christ. Be who you are in Christ Jesus. Be who you are. Don't be like anybody else. Be who you are. Clean yourself. Sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. For God wants you, want me to be who we are, to stand. So, to conclude, I will ask you to stand up. I will conclude with uh, those verses where Jesus gives this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? When then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servant asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. God doesn't bring judgment because he wants every wheat to be still there. This is why we don't bring judgment. We don't pray for judgment. 
when we see something wrong, when someone did something wrong, we are not uprooting. God will do it on the right time. But whatever we need to, to survive, to live a life of glory, God has already given us in Jesus Christ. I don't need to start. Christ was like me. He was living during the Roman Empire who was one of the ruthless empire. But see the great work he did. We can do the same. You can do the same. For we are of the same breed. He has made us of the same breed. This is why he gave his life. Therefore, I would like you really to go into yourself. To ask yourself that question. Is God my father? I am really working to be like Christ. I am sanctifying myself so that Christ be seen in me. And sanctify myself is not making big words, making big uh, sound, using big words, or stuff like no. Being nice to the one who is maybe doesn't deserve to be nice. Telling the truth in each occasion. Praying for the one you believe maybe hurts you. Giving love to the one maybe you think doesn't deserve love. Visiting maybe the one who is sick. Being Christ is practical. It's not just words. It's practical. And this is what God has given us. I do not follow the word. For I know my purpose. I don't put, I don't put square wheels on me. For I know who am I. I don't put some attire on me when it's winter. For I know my purpose is to carry people. And I won't be able to do it. So may really God bless you. If you really need prayer, come forward and ask. And they will lay hand on you. For this is also the word of God. Come, and they will be, you will be anointed with oil. They will lay a hand on you, and God will listen. God know your heart. But the most important, know who you are. Know who has made you. Know how you, where you come from and where you are going. For Christ is coming, and he will do the uprooting. But before that, you and I, we have to shine. We have to shine. This is a time for you and I to shine. So may really God bless you.